0: When people think that they're aging, the the world thinks that it's over fifty or over fifty-five, but yet younger women fear the aging process. Mm-hmm. Like you said at mm-hmm. the beginning, like, mm-hmm. what am I going to look like? How mm-hmm. is this body going to support me? You know, you look at your body, you go, okay, it's just you and me. What are we gonna do here, and the older you get, the faster your body changes. So if you start taking care of it at a young age in your twenties, then you know the two of you have a really good relationship that mind and body can go through life um pretty peacefully if you know if you know what your goal is and what you want to accomplish. You guys, you know, you can look at yourself and say, we got this. We can do this. Yeah. We can yeah. we can lift heavier. We can meditate longer. We can hold that plank longer than we ever thought. We can put a kid on our back while we're holding that plank, right?
1: Welcome to the Find Your Strong podcast. I'm Jennifer Van barneveld Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week, I'm gonna give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women, and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Hello, and welcome back to the show. On today's episode, I'm sitting down with Jody Harrison Bauer, and we had such an amazing chat. I mean, if you go onto her Instagram, Jody Harrison Bauer, she looks like she's in her 20s. Meanwhile, she just turned 60. So we talk about aging fiercely and never putting boundaries on yourself and you really you can do anything you want at any age and I just find this woman so inspiring because you know, I'm sure we all hear it when we're younger, you know, from, you know, our older our older aunts, our older uncles, our moms, or dads, you know, know—we're. I'm too old for this. I can't do this. So I'm getting old. And I mean, she never once says that. Um, so we just get into how she has kept her healthy, fit lifestyle for so long, um, what she does now, um, what she's doing. She has a podcast called Fearlessly Authentic, and it's actually a live radio show, so we get into that. I was actually on her podcast, and that's how we met, Uh, but she's such an awesome woman and just a pillar of strength for all of us ladies that, you know, everybody ages, right? Everybody ages, and I think as a woman, you can be a little bit scared of aging. I mean, I know that I'm going to be 40 in about a year, and I know 40 is still young, but it's still like, wow, I can't even believe I'm 40. And, you know, when I was young, I can remember this. I can remember my mom's 40th birthday. I thought 40 was so old. Um, so anyways, I think she she goes over a lot of breaking bari- barriers with age. Um, and it was just such an awesome chat. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And again, if you love this interview. If you love this podcast, please take a screenshot and share it with a friend or a loved one or even on your social media. I sincerely appreciate it. Enjoy, guys. Welcome to the show, Jody. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thanks
0: for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here and talk about everything, fitness and everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Super pumped. We met Last year, uh, when you wanted me to come on your podcast, Fearlessly Authentic, and it was one of my first podcast interviews after becoming president of Strong Fitness Magazine, so I wanted to thank you for that. That was so fun. Wow. Well, you
0: did great, and it was wonderful to have you. I mean, you do so much to empower women that it was my pleasure to have you and speak to my audience, so thank you.
1: Oh. No problem. And I'm just really excited to chat with you today. I've I've been seriously admiring you ever since and I love the fact that you are like all about self-love and confidence at any age and show that you can actually age fiercely. I mean, I want to be like I want to be exactly like you <laughs> when I'm 60. Holy cow. Like has has this has this been always something that you believed or did you have to learn this through experience? That's um,
0: an interesting question. Um, something I've thought about for a long time. A lot of people do ask me that. You know, it was just sort of a natural thing for me. Um, moving my body constantly, um, feeding my body with healthy foods. I've been doing it forever without realizing that I've been doing it. So my my life and fitness. I mean, I really started when I started dancing at two. And then I was a cheerleader for five years and then I went off to a women's college and I rode crew, um, wow. but I didn't like it because we had to run and I'm not a runner at all. <laughs> so even back when I was in college at 18 years old, I did not like to run. I went to school in Boston and we used to have to run um, from where I was, which was like sort of near Kenmore Square, which probably doesn't mean too much to any anybody, but to over to the Harvard Boathouse because that's wow. where the boat was. And it was a couple of miles. And I just, I was like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. So then I went back, my passion was really dancing. And I went back to dancing, um, found uh, a dance studio in Boston and started dancing for the the next three years in college. And I really uh-huh. loved it. What I realized was think you know, moms are great. Uh, we have this interesting relationship with our moms, but my mom made me feel like I could be a prima um, ballerina. <laughs> And I'm all of five feet tall and <laughs> I do not have long limbs, but I loved ballet. And when I was dancing th- from you know, 18, 19 years old until I was 21, when I graduated, I realized, okay, I am never going to be a ballerina, but I love it. And I, and I learned to just love it for what it was. And from there, I went right into joining, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Jen, but it's called Gloria Stevens. It was one of the first all women
1: um, gyms. Wow! Yeah, yeah. And I just you told me working. about this last time. Yeah, Did I? Like okay. lifting weights, right? Like, yeah. and when nobody else was really lifting weights at that no, time, as is, a woman, this is—I
0: graduated from college in 1983. I was lifting weights. Nobody else was lifting weights. Nobody knew what wow. to do. There mm-hmm. was like, you know, You're doing like just,
1: the Jane Fonda workouts, probably. <laughs> yes, yes, we were
0: doing them. I lived in a house with about five girls after I graduated, and we were all doing Jane Fonda, and uh, it was that's where where I really noticed and and embraced my strength and the grace of being a woman and i didn't know it then but i know it now and i'm so grateful that i did that i'm so grateful that i found that that love of just feeling strong by myself you know just doing it on your own it's just you and the weights and it's mm-hmm. it's a, a peaceful place for me
1: oh i love that and we're i didn't know that you danced. Like we were soul sisters. I started dance at a young age too and carried on. Yeah. Ballet. And then I did some competitive dancing. And I feel like looking back now and, and I was very much like you. I, I, I didn't, maybe I thought I was going to be a professional dancer for a little bit, but um, you know, you quickly learn that you're, you're probably not, but what it does teach you is the resilience and the structure that leads. Discipline. Yeah. And discipline. Um, and that, and so much of that is in weightlifting and, and bodybuilding and taking care it of is. your body, right? And mm-hmm. you know what?
0: Don't you feel that also? It gives you that that early on mind-body connection. Mm-hmm. And
1: One hundred percent.
0: And posture, understanding good posture. You don't realize it when you're dancing, and you start dancing at a young age. That they're always talking about joint alignment. Yes. and posture. And so people would ask me all the time, did you dance? Did you dance because of the way I held myself? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure that's happened to you as well, but it does give you that resilience, that discipline because it's hard. It's really hard. And we do, did you ever fall into the trap of comparing yourself to other dancers?
1: All the time. All the yeah. time. I think at a young age when I was, um, you know, I was, I was dancing at the, we call it the National Ballet School of Canada. And it's really hard to get into. And I did that for two years. I went downtown Toronto. And then I, as a little girl, I would just like sit there and look at other, like the older girls practicing their pirouettes. And like, they were really hard on themselves. They would just go, 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 go. And then you started you know sort of looking at their body type them being really thin and 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 that can warp you like a, you know a little bit i did have the struggles with that later on but i mean the good and the bad right, right <laughs> it's right. all learning it's all learning but yeah you d- you definitely can can definitely compare yourself to in in that field for sure i go back and i draw on my experiences
0: dancing being on stage mm-hmm. um And, you know, that's why it was natural for me to be a cheerleader and be in front of groups of people. And then when I decided to compete in fitness shows, I'm like, the stage, no problem. I got this. (laughs) No problem. Posing, no problem. Okay, where do I sign up? Like, yeah, this is a no-brainer for me. The only difference was I didn't start until I was 47. Wow. So that was... I I had a very late start because I was married and my ex-husband wouldn't let me compete in fitness shows, blah, Hmm. blah, 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 blah. So we can delve into that if you want to, but um, (laughs) it's, uh, yeah, it's just, I had to start later because I was raising my family and I had to change, you know, my relationship with, I had to get divorced. So not so I can compete in fitness shows, but um, just so I can live the life that I want to live, that I believe that I was meant to live.
1: I love that. And I think that's why you are the way you are right now. Like you're just so authentic. You like, you don't really care what people think of you and you're just living your best life. Like that's what I, when I look at your Instagram, just makes me smile. Thank and you. I think that's all part of your journey, right? Going through mm-hmm. maybe a life that you felt like you were, I don't know, suppressed a little in some ways and, and you had to go through that.
0: For sure. Um, I didn't realize it at the time. Um, you know, it was, I was 24 when I got engaged, I was 23 when I got engaged, I was 24 when I got married, and I, I thought I was old. So I met this nice man who I knew we could have a nice life with, we had the same values and so on. We both wanted children, and it. he was a, about a year older than me, that's it, and uh, we came from the same area. And I just thought it would work out because all of the boxes that you look to check off were those. But then Mm -hmm. what happens when you get married at such a young age and you haven't had those wild 20s or you haven't had a lot of sexual experiences or a lot of life experiences, then you evolve at different stages. And he was taking off in his career and I had stopped working altogether as a buyer to stay home to raise our daughters. And then mm. what happens is you become resentful because then you're like, the kids are in school. Okay, I want to do something. Oh no, no, no. I need you to be home oh. to take care of the kids when they come home. So yeah, that's what it so that's when I found the solace in the gym again, you know? Um, I never stopped working out until I was maybe, maybe like seven or eight months pregnant. And I was also working full time. And then after my youngest was born in 93, that's when I decided to take my fitness to a totally crazy level and found a great coach that was Mr. Connecticut. And Mm -hmm. he just kicked my butt and taught me everything I needed to know about training and food and so on. I mean, it was that mentality. So I know it wasn't the mentality I continue to have, but it it took me to my goals. And again, when I wasn't feeling um, supported in my marriage or understood by my friends or understood by my family, my mom used to say, I don't know why you're working out so much. And it wasn't so much. It was an hour and a half to two hours a day, five days a week but nobody else did it. And nobody could understand what drove me, but I never needed anything in particular to drive me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I drive myself and mm-hmm. still
1: that way to this day. Wow. And it's the like athlete in you, you know, it's the athlete so. and it's part of you. It's part of your soul. So some people just don't fully understand that. And when you're saying that you were training that much per day, that might seem like a lot to some people, but you actually had a goal that you were working towards. i you probably don't train for two hours a day right now, but. Um, no. And, and back then in 93, I wasn't, I wasn't
0: training for a show or anything like that. I was training to be the best version of me. Mm. Like I mm-hmm. knew, you know, we were talking about ballet bodies, right? Mm. I knew I wasn't going to be a ballerina. But what I realized was given my God-given build, that this is what this body can do. I could mm-hmm. sprint. I couldn't run long distances, which is why mm-hmm. I didn't like running when I was rowing crew. <laughs> um, right? I have a gymnast body and yeah. I have a cheerleading body, if you want to just generalize. yeah. And I knew that this body could look at a dumbbell and my biceps would explode. So I knew what my body could do. So that's what we do. We we go to the places where we know we're going to excel. So I knew I was excelling in the gym and, um, and I, I knew that keeping my diet very clean was important to me. And then when I hit that goal, that's when it hit me, Jen, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. So it's 1995, 1996. What do I do now? What's next? And that's when I started thinking about fitness shows. And that's when you know, I was told I wasn't allowed to do that. I was like... Okay, we okay. need to do something about this situation. <laughs> I am 38 years old and I'm being told no. Okay, we need to figure out what's next for Jody. And that's when I started the wheel started turning and I started thinking about the next part of my life. And that's that's uh-huh. when I started moving along. Yeah. And I got divorced at 42. Wow.
1: Wow. And I mean, as a mom of of two daughters, right? You have two daughters, I feel like right. I mean, I feel like a lot of people stay in marriages because they think that's best for the children, but I, if I wasn't happy, like I would have done what you, what you did and, and show my children that, you know, happiness trumps everything, right? Hey, I just wanted to take a little one minute pause and share with you that this episode is brought to you by my sponsors, Pure Vita Labs, makers of my very favorite protein powder, go to pvl.com to get 20% off your purchase using my code stronggirls20 all one word all caps that's pvl.com and discount code stronggirls20 so what do you what is your some of your big main beliefs and what do you try to teach your daughters um even from that experience and and who you are now yeah
0: that's uh that's I'm constantly working on that. So going through the divorce was really, really hard. They were eight and 12, and those are tough ages. Every age is a tough age. But I'm glad you said that some people feel that they need to stay together for the children. But what I think we need to understand as parents is that we are role models for our children. Children hear and see everything that we do we can go behind a closed door and argue with soft voices but they hear everything mm-hmm. and they're like dogs they could sniff it out um just like they could sniff out a good person or a, or a, a a not good person okay mm-hmm. and so i felt that my responsibility as a mom was to show them what a strong role model i was going to be and in the marriage i was not that person i was Um, Put in my box, locked up and just taken out, um, you know, to play. And other than that, I had to be quiet and I didn't make any decisions in the household or anything. I didn't want my daughters living like that. I wanted Mm -hmm. them to see me as a strong woman who can make decisions, who's got a business mind, who's physically strong and mentally strong. And okay, I'm not going to cry. This is how you take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And you are the only person responsible for taking care of yourself. So if it means going to the gym, running, biking, lifting weights, yoga, meditating, whatever it takes to take care of yourself, you come first. If you are not happy, if you are not taking care of yourself, if you're not feeding yourself proper and nutritious nutritious foods, you're not going to feel well. So that's what I talk to them about all the time. I mean, they are 32 and 28 mm. and I continue to talk to them about self-care constantly because they're too busy taking care of other people or work is is, is making them not crazy, but they're working a lot. So mm. they need to take that time. I said, take 10 minutes. And um, my youngest one, about four or five years ago, hired a trainer and because she kept asking me questions, and I said, "Lexi, I I can't do this to you. I'm your mom. Yeah, you know what to do. You've been around mm-hmm. me for for all of these years. You know me." And so she hired a trainer, and that was one wow. of the best things she ever did. So wow. yeah,
1: that's what I, I talk to them about constantly. I love that. I, I'm a firm believer: actions are caught; they're not taught. And I think you showed your daughters what strength is all about. Um, and I, I, you had mentioned this on our podcast, but you actually applied to. Um, to be in this was it was it um si like the the swimsuit, <laughs> right? No, so I
0: I competed, yeah, um, yeah, and it was the pushing of my youngest daughter. So <laughs> she said to me, um, "Mom, si Sports Illustrated swim." And of course, we know what Sports Illustrated mm-hmm, Swim is, mm-hmm. um, is having an open casting call. I think you should do it. And I said, Lexi, my competition days are over. I'm not doing this. <laughs> and she said, I don't know anybody better who could walk and talk in a bikini and stripper heels than you. I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right, game on. And I even, after I tried out for the first round and I didn't make it because I don't like to lose, I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't like to lose. I'm very competitive (laughs) with myself. Yes, I'll be aware of my competition, but I don't compare myself because we are very individual people and nobody looks like me. Nobody talks like me, just like you are your own person. And Mm I have really embraced that. And I tell my daughters and my clients all the time to embrace who they are. So um, after I didn't make it to the first round, because what they do is they they pick certain women from the first round. They say, okay... um, come to South Beach and then you don't have to stand in the line for the second round. Okay. I didn't make it so I said to Lexi I don't think I'm going to do this. She said, "Who are you? Put on your big girl pants and go to Miami." I mean, my other daughter lives in Miami. You taught them well. I did. I did. I'm like, "Oh my, I like you are really listening to me, Alexis." So she's like, "Damn right." So, um, that's what I did. I flew to I flew to Miami. I stayed with my other daughter and um stood in line. So my oldest daughter wasn't around for a lot of the fitness competitions. She was in college. She had been working, but Lexi was like my stage mom for my fitness competitions. (laughs) And, um, so Alyssa, my oldest is looking at me and she said, and it was raining in South beach. And she said, mom, you're so patient. I said, Liz, but doing this for 10 years, I know what it's like. You have that mindset. And that's the other thing is that is the mindset and want to talk about that too. Um, stood in line for six hours with 10,000 women, less than half my age. Wow. Um, Speeding up the story, I made it to the next round to the top 60 out of those 10,000 women. Um, Unbeknownst to me, somebody found out that I was doing it. I ended up the next day. I mean, I was interviewed by Inside Edition. Um, The New York Post was contacting me. All of these, everybody was telling me they were hearing me on. on every podcast, on every social platform. Um, My friends were seeing me on TV at home. I'm like, what is going on? I hadn't even made it to the second round, um, to the third round, to the top 60. And then the next day, so that night I find out I make it to the top 60. They tell us we cannot tell anybody. In the meantime, Good Morning America had reached out to me before I even started oh the competition goodness. while I was in line in the rain and said, hey, we heard about your story. We don't care how far you get. We want to do an exclusive with you. And I'm like, what is going on? So um, so then I, so I'm standing in line for the, 60, for the top 60 the next day, and I walk into the lobby, and there are the New York Post's. Piles of the New York Post, and I'm on the cover. Oh my goodness! There's a picture behind me.
1: Over oh, there. it's there.
0: Yeah, it's that's um, you. It's me on the cover with um, Doc Gooden and um, what's the other guy, Jeffrey Epstein.
1: Oh that, my goodness! Know, <laughs> wow.
0: And then a whole page, and then uh, the story did so well. They asked me to come back in August to do a Sunday spread. And my daughter, who's a publicist, Lexi, who had nothing to do with any of the publicity, FYI, everybody asked me nothing. It was all it was all organic. Um, mm-hmm. Said, "Mom, you know that's a that's a huge deal." So they, the story just did so well. Um, so that what you know what that story you always want to find figure out, and I'm sure you think like this all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? I mean, I'm not a victim, so I don't ask, why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I ask, why is this happening? Like, what, what is the universe trying to tell me? I didn't want to do this. Then I did it, and I'm, I'm impacting all of these women on a global level now. This isn't just in my town in Connecticut. This is global. And wow. I realized I had to do something more. That's when I realized that I needed to start talking about Because the questions were, how do you look the way you look? What do you eat? How do you work out? How do you live your life? You And
1: and how old were you at this point? It was two years
0: ago. I was 58. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, So it was, um, and and it's funny because the woman who, there were two of us that were older, two of us that were over 55. And another woman who had gray hair um, got, I'm going to call it the old lady spot on SI. And it was funny because my girls said to me, mom, are you sure they knew how old you were?
1: Yeah. Cause you don't, said, looks... <sniffs> yeah, you don't look yet. You don't.
0: So I said, look, and again, this goes back to being fearlessly authentic. The name of my podcast is that, and that's why I named it. That was because I'm not going to dye my hair gray I'm not gonna act older. I'm not going I'm not going to be anybody I'm not right now. So mm-hmm. if that wasn't if that didn't match what, for example, SI was looking for, yeah. then I'm not their girl. Yeah. You know? I and love that. Right? Like I I'm love not gonna to try to fit into a box that I can't fit in because yeah.
1: I've done it my whole life. That's so powerful. And I mean, you know this, but I get a lot of my girls ready for photo shoots and, and then they all wanna to try to get into the different fitness magazines and and a lot of them turn and say what can i do to hit this certain look and i never want anybody to do that it's like I you know. just be you you just don't try to you f- yeah
0: and if it's okay. the look that works for that publication then they'll find you mhm mm-hmm. um you know because for the longest time i when i won my world shows two consecutive world shows at 49 I wanted so badly to be on the cover of Oxygen magazine. Your magazine was not around. So you know now I want to be on the cover of yours. Yeah. So um, anyway, just a little plug there. But I, it was important to me from an acknowledgement standpoint. And I thought it was important for that publication, just like I thought it was important for Sports Illustrated to acknowledge women over 55 that were just normal women, that yeah. were just, they weren't models. They weren't actress, actresses. They weren't famous. Um, they were just people like me, that needed to show that, hey, listen, you're not dead over fifty five. You mm-hmm. are alive, and actually, we have so much experience and life experiences that we can share with your readers. That it would it would benefit young and old readers because what I do, I do impact younger women like yourself mm-hmm. and older women over fifty five that want to age fearlessly. They want to age fiercely. And that was the reason for me doing Sports Illustrated. And that was the reason back when I was 49 that I want to be on the cover of Oxygen to say, hey, listen, you don't have to be 25, like ladies, 50 and over. Don't try to look like this 23-year-old on the cover of Oxygen because you can't and you don't have to.
1: I love that. And it's true. Like you... (laughs) For me, like when I look at somebody like you and I'm just like, you know, I have two young little boys and it's like, I want to, I want to age like that. I want to like, I want to know that life isn't over at a certain age. And I think it's a certain story that we tell ourselves or what we saw growing up. You know, I'm old. I can't do that anymore. I'm old or, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm old. You know, that those are the things that people hear all the time from like their mom or their aunts or whatever. Right. So To have that positive, like, vivacious person like you, it's just, it's really awesome. Like, it's really, it's really empowering and really awesome.
0: I don't know where it came from. I, I mean, maybe it's from my mom. I just never thought about my age as anything that was going to stop me. And I did hear little voices when I started competing at 47. And I had two very close friends who said, Why are you doing this? You're too old. I'm doing it because I know I can do it. I know that's where I belong. I belong on that stage. I see myself helping other women. I didn't do that with the intent on, oh, I'm getting on stage to help other women. It was not like that. It was about, I want to get on stage for myself. Mm -hmm. I need to prove Mm -hmm. to myself that I'm vital, that I'm important, that I'm impactful, that I'm strong, that I'm sexy, because that's the way I feel. And if it helps other women... Because there was no forty five and over when I started competing, I was competing with thirty five and over at forty seven.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow! Well,
0: so uh, I, you know, hearing that you're too old—that's what my mom told me at twenty four. Jody, you better get married because you're yeah. getting old. And then at thirty five, I thought I was old. Yeah. And then at forty, I thought I was old. And mm-hmm. I guess it wasn't until after I got divorced that I felt twenty years younger. Wow. I know. I've wow. never said that out loud, wow. but that's how I feel. So I actually, yeah. at 60, I feel like I'm 40.
1: Wow. And that's not old. That's incredible. It's not. It's not. And like you, you have a gym in Connecticut, right? Do you still right. run that gym? And then you also have like your clients and everything. Like you, you are a coach yourself. And w- right. would you say, um, like after this experience like after SI and you know sort of getting blown up in that way do you attract a certain clientele now like do you have a mission do you have who who do you serve and who do you help well I serve many different women the women that come to the studio
0: are of all ages. They're they're usually young moms like yourself in their 30s who have just popped out a few babies and can't lose the weight. So they're struggling with their self-esteem, their self-confidence. They want to be, again, vibrant and sexy. They want to look great for themselves for their significant other. And they also want to know that they can run around with their kids because looking at themselves with the extra weight, they don't... They don't recognize themselves, so they Mm -hmm. want to get back. So um, I coach women in their 30s, and then it like skips over the whole (laughs) 40-something. That is just a generation I don't even... It's interesting because even my followers on Instagram are between 25 and 37, and then 45... And over. That's funny. It's really, really weird. Um, I think the forty-somethings maybe they feel like they've got it all figured out. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then it's fifty and over, and that's my same same demographic on on social as it is in my studio. And um, you know, accountability is so important. I I do one-on-one training and nutrition, and I've been doing this for over thirty years. And I have group classes. And, you know, I love training people one on one because that's when I can look at them in the eyes. They can't run out of the room. They can't lie to me. They <laughs> yeah. call them out on their poop and I don't <laughs> let them BS me on anything. So oh, I love that. Yeah. So women are always young. And when I say young, I'm saying starting in their 20s. I have women reaching out to me all the time on social asking me, um, what can I do to look like you? Where can I start? Where can I start? Where uh-huh. can I start? And then the women over 55 who've gone through menopause or are going through it now, they're struggling with who am I? Like, who am I now? This isn't who I am. So they struggle a lot. So it, it's a variety. And I love that, that I can help them because when people think that they're aging, the, the world thinks that it's over 50 or over 55, but yet- Younger women fear the aging process, Mm -hmm. like you said at Mm -hmm. the beginning, like, Mm -hmm. what am I going to look like? How -hmm. is this body going to support me? You know, you look at your body, you go, okay, it's just you and me. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do here? And the older you get, the faster your body changes. So if you start taking care of it at a young age, in your 20s, then, you know, the two of you have a really good relationship. That mind and body can go through life um, pretty peacefully if you know if you know what your goal is and what you want to accomplish. You guys, you know, you can look at yourself and say, "We got this. We can do this. Yeah. We can yeah. we can lift heavier. We can meditate longer. We can hold that plank longer than we ever thought. We can put a kid on our back while we're holding that plank, right?" I
1: love it. Right, right. Yeah. And and I think um, it's consistency, right? It's just keeping that in your regime you know and and keeping it up and if it does have to change with you know either an injury or whatever you 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 change it and go with the flow but you've always kept it in there and i think that's such a huge um piece of advice that you can give anybody like there it's never too late to start but start now and just right. keep start consistent. now start yeah. now and i yeah. say that all the time you've got to
0: it and that's with life um If you don't take action, nothing's going to happen.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Nothing happens without action. Mm -hmm. And even though you're scared, I was scared to get divorced. I was scared to get on stage. I was scared to start my podcast. I was scared to open a studio. I was scared about everything. And the thing is, I've been a scaredy cat my whole (laughs) life. So I was a people pleaser. So all of those things mixed up together. And then all of a sudden, like I said, I hit my 40s and I said... (laughs) not doing this anymore. And it was sort mm-hmm. of like when I turned 60 in December, um I, I sort of had this mindset about a bunch of other things as well. And I I'm not afraid to take risks anymore. You know, when I hit my 40s, I started taking a lot of risks and I stopped being as afraid or you know, I've embraced that fear. I'm like, okay, yes. fear, let's
1: go. Yeah. I think that's, that's it. what it is. Yeah. yeah. You embrace it. You're always scared to start anything new, but yes. the, the difference is embracing it. I tell my husband that every day. I'm like freaking scared every day because we're doing, we're doing all these different things. Right. But the difference is just like learning to embracing it and moving on and just continuing with the action steps forward. And that thought process, that mindset,
0: goes with being a mom and a wife, and and raising your boys, raising your family, being a businesswoman. It's it's all about taking risks. Mm -hmm. You have they have to be pretty calculated. You know, I'm not going to start a singing career. Yeah, (laughs) right. Because I can't sing, so um, so you have to be again. What I was talking about before was you have to know what your body is equipped to do mm-hmm, and what your mm-hmm. mindset is equipped to do. And really, there are no boundaries, but you have to be smart about. You know, I'm not going to teach calculus.
1: Yeah,
0: it's it's yeah. just yeah. you know something that's yeah. something I'm not going to do. <laughs> um, but I think that that sort of a life and a mindset is that consistency. And starting a podcast, starting a radio show, all of those things, the more consistent you do it, the better you become. And clients come to me to lose weight, get stronger, and it's all about the consistency and getting over your fear. You can lift that weight. You can eat healthier. You can get rid of the junk food. I'll take you by the hand and I'll take you through the steps. We're never going to rip the Band-Aid off really fast, Mm -hmm. unless, Mm -hmm. as I'm sure you have, a client who says... I want to do this. Let's yeah. let's just rip yeah. that bandaid depends off. depends on really the personality. You know yeah. who that person mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. and you're like, "Okay, sure, let's go." Mm-hmm. So, um, but I get I get frustrated sometimes. Um, I went through a phase, I would say it was in my 50s where I got frustrated with some of my um coaching when I would coach, I'd be like, "I want I want you to get these results faster, faster, faster." And they and they they went at their own pace. And that's what I've learned about people in general is that if they don't want to do it, you can bring the horse to water, but you can never make it Mm -hmm.
1: drink.
0: Yes. So I'm sure you've run into that problem too. And you learn that's when you learn patience. Yes. Yeah. You learn grace. Yes. You learn that it's not about you, Jody. (laughs) It's about that person's goal. And then you reel it back and you say, okay. Let's listen to what that person has to say. And let's take it from, there. from there. Yeah.
1: I know. I, I totally hear you there. And I've even created different paths on like putting it in their court, what path they want to choose and then showing them the different paths. Like if you want to choose the slow and steady path, then it's just going to take longer, but you have to be okay with that. If you want to choose like the go-getters path, and then that's like ripping the bandaid off and just going all in, right? So people are very different and they also have to understand that. The results might come a little bit slower that way, and if they're okay, then they're okay, right? Right, and we remind them
0: of that all the time. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing for me when I'm I I want to do something more with my radio show, and I've been wanting to yeah. Change. Let's talk about that. Yeah, the sound, the the mute, the intro music, and I'm like, oh, you know, when I'm taking my time doing it, I didn't jump in because I'm not sure. Every time I hear the music every week, I'm like, oh, I really like the music. But so, <laughs> for I know for me. I'm a Capricorn and I need to slow down. I need to calculate all the risks and then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to jump in. And when I do mm. jump in, it's with both feet. It's mm-hmm. not dipping my toe in. Yeah, I jump in with with – but it might take longer. So that's why I've learned to appreciate the – the clients in my life that do mm-hmm. say, okay, you know what, Jody, I'm just going to take this a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's with everybody. And it's just a lot of patience.
1: I totally agree. Now let's talk about your podcast, Fearlessly Authentic, and it's also a live radio show. How did yes. this all start? How is it going? Where do you see it? <laughs> it's, um, it's so much fun. It's,
0: it's really my, my new passion. I, you know, I'm very curious about people. And I think that's why I'm a good trainer. And that's why I enjoy one-on-one because I really, really enjoy learning about people, hearing their stories, and then figuring out the ins and outs of it and how I can help.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And sometimes, you know, you add in your own story, so they they have some perspective. And but then there are some clients, and then I'll tell you about the show. There are some clients that don't like to hear your story, right? They're like, nope, don't want to hear your story." I don't really have clients like that anymore. I, you know, I'm very picky about my clients at this yeah. point. Yeah. And uh, but I find that with the radio show, so I had never done anything like that. However, I've been on radio a few times, so I know that I did like it. It came about. A friend of mine told me about Voice America, and then I spoke with them. They wanted me to be part of the team, and then it just started. It's just, it was a great, great fix, a fit, not fix. It was a great fit for me. And, um, I'm just part of that whole family. They uploaded to a podcast. Um, so they produced the show for me, but we do go live. So when I interviewed you, we were live on the radio.
1: (laughs) I don't think I knew that. (laughs) No, I did when I when you started. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is live!" <laughs> my armpits like, were sweating. Oh, I know it was it's fun, exhilarating
0: an feeling. And yeah. so, um, I felt like once I did it a couple of times, it was really, really fun. And I thought, this this is the new medium that I want to go into. It's so much fun. I love people. I love hearing their stories, and the. The idea of of naming it fearlessly authentic aligned so much with me, being a scaredy cat, trying to fit into mold and bend into what people wanted me to be so they were more comfortable around me, or just how they how they thought I should be, which was not that woman at forty nine competing on a fitness stage uh and then living your most authentic life, which is I think something we all struggle with, so mm-hmm. um whether it's in business. Or in life, or it's a product, or it's a service. I love talking to the men and women that help. To, they've done something to change their life, so they can live a fearlessly authentic life, and then they're helping others do the same thing. And I just love the story. It's just, it's. I, I'm. I feel so lucky that I've met so many amazing people. I would have never met you.
1: I know, I, and that's one of my favorite. You know what? Like your podcast was one of my inspirations too. Because when I did it, I was like, I really love this. And then uh, that's when I um, started. You know, the Find Strong podcast. We do it a little bit differently. Like we pre-record, and then it goes up on the platform. But I just. It is such a fun process to get to know people, to have those deep conversations that you wouldn't normally ever have. And then it's also like, I do like some solo casts. It's also a little bit of therapy <laughs> to be
0: honest. I know. I've done a few solos. The The only the, quote unquote problem is, is that my show's an hour. Yeah. That's hard. I talk <laughs> for an hour. And I've done four or five shows. Um, so I'm bringing in some co-hosts with me yeah. so for Thursday. I have two people coming on as like guest co-hosts where we can talk about a variety of things. And it's not just me talking for one hour yeah. because that's no, a no, long
1: no. time with one thought. Oh my gosh. I think the longest one I did was 30 minutes and that was pretty long. Yeah. Right. But- right.
0: And I'm sure when you were done, you thought, Whew. why did I talk about this so long? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> And so, how long has it been? Um, you know, live.
0: I started. So we started this um, February of 2020. Okay. And then COVID hit. Oh
1: wow. Okay. So
0: it actually, you know, how the universe helps you a lot. The studio was closed down for three months, starting March mm. 16th until the end of June. And I thought to myself, how. How could I have ever created this show while I was cl- while I was training clients while I was running the studio? So thank goodness the studio was closed. We created and produced the show during quarantine. Wow. And my first show, um, my first live show, was May twenty first, twenty twenty. Amazing. Amazing.
1: And you do one a week. It's one a week. And is it all is it on every podcast platform like after they upload it it here? Yeah. Well they
0: they immediately upload it onto Apple and then I have a team that uploads it onto Spotify and other places. It's also on YouTube because I videotape it so people can see what my
1: guests look like amazing. So yeah. guys, if you're listening, pause it, go look up Fearlessly Authentic and subscribe. Yes. Jody is just Thank amazing. Um, so Jody, I ask every one of my guests this at the end. <laughs> what does the word strong mean to you? Strong
0: means powerful, graceful and beautiful. Strong to me means that you own yourself, your mind and your body. Strength comes from within. So it's a mind and body connection. So when you're strong, for me, I feel graceful and beautiful and strong as heck. And I feel like I can take on the world. I feel that women especially um, should embrace their strong because it's beautiful. It's not hard. It's not harsh. It's not aggressive. It's beautiful. So that's what strong means to me.
1: I love that, Jody. And you are pure strength. Thank you so much for yeah. coming on today and sharing your journey with us. Um, you're such an inspiration and thanks, Jen. Like I said, you know, as a young, I mean, approaching middle age, I guess. What is middle age? What is even that? You're a young woman. <laughs> you can own that. Own that. Own your young. Yeah. Um you know, just it's a it's a breath of fresh air to see somebody like you because I've you know my whole life of you know I mean everybody learns from their parents and it's you know I'm old to do I'm too old to do this I'm too old to do that and I never wanted that to be me and I think looking at somebody like you just gives me that inspiration and, and yeah, I can, I can do that too. <laughs> Thank you. You can do anything, anything, anything. So
0: I really appreciate you asking me to be on the show. I adore you. I think you are just going to crush it,
1: oh, crush thanks, it, Jody. crush your
0: career and you are
1: just a lovely, strong woman. Oh, thanks so much, Jody. You have a wonderful day and thanks again for taking time out of your day to chat with me. Thanks, Jen. Bye. and that's a wrap on another episode guys thank you so much for spending this time with me I just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you and I hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today If there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing, post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend, or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our Strong Fitness Magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my Strong Girl 3 discount code to save. Guys, I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer Van Barneville. Pay, take care and stay strong.